Hello, this is Josh Buck with the Belkon Business Podcast. Uh, thank you once again for taking a few moments to listen in today. On today's podcast, uh, I have the opportunity to uh, have someone on that um, is going to kind of talk to us a little bit of a uh, different direction than I have historically with uh, with individuals I've had on the podcast. Uh, we're not going to talk about finances. We're not going to talk about tax. Uh, we're going to talk, talk about something I think maybe is a little bit more fun, and that's uh, our, our websites. And I have with us today a um, uh, a gentleman who's actually a really good friend of mine uh, who's actually uh, lived here locally uh, where I'm at here in Northwest Indiana for a short period of time. Uh, and I think that now you're down uh, back in the South where I think you kind of originally originated from, but in a different state. And uh, so we have with us today, Robert Simmons uh, with, with Hatman Marketing. And uh, for, for some of you that listen, you may, uh, you may see Robert and say, well, I, I know Robert, I know this guy, I know this face from somewhere. And uh, if you follow, and if you're a Disney fan at all, you probably know Robert from his Here With The Ears, uh, from his, uh, I guess it's probably just a podcast and uh, YouTube channel, I think primarily that you have out there, which I love going to Disney. And and I know uh, last year uh, went down there and uh, for you know weeks ahead of time, we're watching you know uh, Robert and uh, his wife, Alyssa, their, their content as they're telling us everything that's going on down there. But uh, that's not really where kind of where, uh, primarily where Robert got his start. Uh, as an entrepreneur, he really uh, um, kind of figured out a lot as it relates to websites and going well beyond the design. And we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, why we should have a website, what should go on our website, and we'll start off there. And then we're going to move into a little bit uh, into uh, really uh, and end up having this conversation with Robert that I had a problem that I didn't realize that I had. And uh, we'll talk about that here in just a few moments. So please, I encourage you to listen in. I, I think you'll learn something especially if you're a business owner out there, you have a, you have a website. And then I think you also you'll, uh, you'll find out uh, ways that Robert would be able to help you in the same ways he's been able to help us uh, here. Now, uh, uh, Robert, um, once, I, I appreciate you being on today. And uh, we, we think about uh, setting up a website. And I know, uh, you know, for myself, when I first started my business back in 1998, so we're going back a few years. And of course, websites, we kind of go back now and uh, there's actually websites you can go back now and like the Wayback Machine or whatever, you go back and say, this is what my website looked like back in the day. And boy, it looks awful. And uh, you kind of think about it, it was just kind of a landing page. You might have some clear, it was mostly just kind of data. Now, of course, websites can uh, can produce a lot of information. But um, I kind of think of um, kind of just throwing out there, why would somebody want a website now? You kind of think of, well, you know, I have, I, you know, I have Facebook and I have Instagram. I have these other places. But what is the importance of, of having a website? Well, the number one thing I tell everyone is you wouldn't build your house on rented land. And so why would you build your business's online presence on someone else's property? Uh, Facebook at any moment could decide, you know what? We don't want to allow you to have a page for free as a business. You now have to pay $1,000 a month. Now, I don't think they're going to make that business decision, but it's within their right to because they're a private company and you're utilizing their platform. So I always recommend that you own your home base on the internet. You need to have a place that no matter what happens, no matter what platforms come and go, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever platform is going to come out in the next five years that's going to take over everything, any of that is fine to add on as your marketing efforts, but you need a home base where everything lives so that anytime anything changes, people can still find you at the same place online. And of course, I think we really don't have to argue the point that you should be online if you're a business in today's day and age. Even if you're not selling something actively on your website or selling something online, just for the sake of people being able to check that you're a legitimate business and see that 
oh, you're not just somebody working out of their living room and it's just, you know, you and you threw this Facebook page together to try and scam people. You have an actual website, you have an actual online presence that they can trace back to you. So I think it's very important for a business to have that piece they own. And when they do that, then they can branch out and have all the other external marketing efforts like Facebook and Instagram and other social media platforms and stuff. So we, think, so we talk about, uh, uh, of course, having that page and why we should have that page, but really, um, you know, what should be on a typical company's website? We kind of think of, you know, the who we are and this is what we do, but is there kind of more that, uh, that should be out there? Uh, and not just as far as information, but also, you know, we hear these terms like SEO and, and some of this information as well. So what really should be in the, uh, in the infrastructure of that website uh, that, um, uh, that pretty much every business should have? So there's several things that you want in a business website, specifically with the technical side of things. I'm not going to dive into like any tech jargon or anything like that. But one of the main things is you want your website to load quickly because that is a big factor for users. If you think about it from your potential customer's perspective, if they go to your website and it takes 10 seconds to load everything and they're on their phone they're not even going to let the page load before they back out because when you browse the web, you're kind of impatient just like everyone else is because that's the way you've been trained by devices. So when a page starts loading and it loads slowly, you tend to leave before you even get the information. So having a fast loading website is one of the first things that I tell anyone, if you're going to build it, I don't care what platform you build it on. I don't care what it looks like so much as much as I care that it loads quickly for those who are coming to the website. And then, like you said, the information that's on there, you wanna have that background information of about your company so they can do that research. You obviously wanna offer whatever services you have or products you have so that people can find out what they could contract with you for or purchase from you. But then you also wanna make sure that your website, as far as the content goes, is not just speaking to people as if you're trying to sell to them, you want to make sure that they can see themselves in the content. If you are solving a problem for them, let them know that, hey, we solve this problem. So they immediately go, oh, that resonates with me. And they're more likely to convert with your website. As far as the technical thing, you mentioned SEO. That is another really big thing that SEO, if you're not familiar, is search engine optimization. This has drastically changed in the last decade or so that I've been doing this. Essentially, the, uh, the art of SEO is optimizing your website so that search engines like Google prefer your website over others who would be considered your competitors. So if you have good SEO on your website, then in theory, you would rank higher than your competitors, which is a good thing because you're likely to get more traffic from the visitors who are searching for those terms and then by default, more sales and conversions. So you want to have a site that is uh, appealing to Google and that's following best practices for SEO, but it's not like a lot of people think SEO is. SEO used to be when Google first kind of came around, let's just shove keywords everywhere. You may have even seen websites where they have all these words at the bottom of the screen. Let's say it's a, a mechanic and it says mechanic in Merrillville, mechanic in Cherville, mechanic in Hobart, mechanic in NWI, all these different phrases just shoved at the bottom of the page, maybe in like the same color as the background color. All of that stuff used to actually help you show up for those phrases, but Google has gotten so much smarter with their algorithm and the AI that they use to rank the search engine results that now 
the user is what's most important. You want to make sure you are serving the user first, giving them the information. And by shoving a bunch of keywords into a phrase over and over and over, that doesn't help a user. That's that's meant to try and manipulate search. So you want to make sure your site loads quickly for search engines and users, because ultimately the user is what matters. And you want to make sure your content is written well for users. And then that will also benefit you with search engines as well. There is some technical stuff you can do on the back end of the website to make it a little more appealing to Google and fit within some things like local search, where you show up in the map listings and stuff. Um, but that's all things that you could kind of build onto your website after you've, you've kind of written the content out. So when you, uh, a company, maybe they, you know, they, maybe they have an existing website or maybe they don't, they're wanting to start, uh, basically to have a website designed. What are some of the ways that a company can go about getting a website set up? Sure, so there's really a couple different paths you can take. One is doing it yourself or having someone that works for you do it for you, like doing it internally. Um, that generally is gonna be with a solution of something like Wix or Squarespace. You've probably seen commercials for them because they spend a ton of money on advertising. Websites are so easy, you can build them yourself. And I will not argue, if you can use a phone and use the apps that come on your phone, you can probably build a website using something like Squarespace. However, that is not really the best solution for a business that is serious about controlling and maintaining their online presence and generating business online. They have the user-friendly aspect of it, but then they also have several drawbacks when it comes to things like SEO and things like, you know, you have to have someone on your staff who learns how to mess with websites and do coding and everything else if they're making all these changes. And you're kind of limited to their templates as well. So that's one way that you can go about it. And it's cheaper to go that route as far as the initial outlay of cash goes. But in the, on an ongoing basis, um, it, can, it can cause a lot more problems down the road, especially as your business grows and you outgrow that website. Uh, the second route, which is the way that obviously I prefer because that's how I make my living, is you can hire someone who builds websites for a living and maintains websites for a living, and they can help you craft a website on a platform that you can own the data, and that is where you can have your website built. I feel like those websites are a lot more expensive across the board just because you have an expert helping you out and guiding you along the process and doing all the coding for you. But you also have, in my experience, a much better long-term return off of those websites because it's not just you sitting down going, okay, what looks good? There are things that, that web designers keep in mind like conversion rate optimization and making sure that your website has a good flow for users. A lot of things like that that they would take into account. And I will say right now, I'm actually not a web designer. I have a web designer that I employ that does all that because I'm not an expert on all those things. That's their job. And then we build out the website according to that expert designer's opinion. Um, so you can go either way, the kind of do it yourself route or have it done for you route. I think that if you're trying to actively grow your business and generate business online and establish a real, like I said, home base for yourself, uh, the only way to really go is having a website built that you can own. Because if you go with the DIY route, like a Squarespace or a Wix, the day you stop paying your monthly bill, your website disappears and it's gone. And now you have to start over from scratch somewhere else. Whereas if you build your own, you own that data, you can move it anywhere you want. You can change it up and you can move to another provider or you know, whatever you want to do with it. So those are kind of transition, I think, primarily uh, the reason why I wanted to, to bring you onto the podcast today. And that was um, as far as it reached a certain point that realized that I had a problem. 
And, uh, and to be honest with you, I didn't really fully understand, uh, understand that I had a problem until you and I had a conversation. And uh, so uh, for the way the story works, I had, uh, I had the website kind of designed for us. And it was, um, I think, visually a, a, a very aesthetically pleasing uh, website. It, you know, we had nice pictures and nice backgrounds and kind of, you know, just a lot of just, I thought was just a visually pleasing website. And, uh, and you know, we had a photographer come out and a designer. And we went through the, went through the whole thing uh, for, for, the, for the website. Now, um, of course, I have, a, have this podcast and, you know, and there was, you know, the, kind of bringing in the, the content into the podcast and trying to do some other things. Uh, but, I, um, but you and I had a conversation. And so when we kind of turned over the, the website to, to you and your team, uh, you kind of did a little bit of an audit. And uh, I'm going to kind of talk here in layman's terms, uh, so to speak, and somebody who's non-tech at all. Uh, and um, that's why I lean on people uh, like Robert. And so I kind of went to Robert and say, hey, Robert, here, here's kind of our website. Can you kind of take a look at this? I'm having a couple you know, issues with the website. I can't quite figure out what's going on. And, uh, and so Robert ended up doing a, uh, an audit of our website and then realizing that there were, there were some problems, even to the point to where there could be potential uh, even legal issues uh, with the way that we were, the, the way that we had our website. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I want to make sure this is done correctly. Uh, and, uh, and, and Robert, you really helped us with that. If you can kind of talk to us a little bit about, I think what you uh, what you call a kind of a, a website partner program uh, that you have out there uh, to um, as far as moving past the design is what everybody likes. It's kind of the you know the quote unquote sexy part of the uh, of the of the website part. Does it look good? Uh, does it put me in a good light? Do I tell my customers my story? Whatever the case may be. Then you get to the point. I think that maybe even more important, uh, and that is just to make sure that everything is done the way that it's supposed to be done. Uh, for the long term. Yeah, the website partner program is it definitely takes care of all the boring parts of of having a website. But just like with having a home or having a car, you have ongoing maintenance things that come up with technology. It's just a little bit scarier because uh, those issues of ongoing maintenance could cause much larger headaches for you than a car breaking down or having to call someone to work on your house. Um, for example, if you're using um, a website platform, let's say you build it with something like WordPress, uh, there are different pieces of software that work together to create your website. And that is a great thing because you have the power of the internet at large to help you, you know, develop those things. You don't have to pay to custom develop them in-house. But the problem is, as technology evolves, things sometimes show up that are security exploits, and it happens a lot more often than you would think. Um, and immediately, those things get patched with software updates. However, if you're not there pushing the button to update the software, your website is still vulnerable to those attacks. And it is something that fairly often uh, I've seen business websites where you go to the website and it suddenly redirects you to say a Chinese pharmacy or something like that. It's because their website had some type of security vulnerability that they weren't aware of. And some hacker went and exploited that vulnerability. So that's just one part of the website partner program is keeping everything up to date so that nothing is vulnerable or open to hackers like that. Um, other parts of it are things like daily backups. That's something that's so exciting to talk about is backing up your website. But just like any important files, like I don't have my financial documents for my business just in one location on a computer. I keep them in the cloud. I keep them backed up in multiple locations because I don't want to ever lose those documents. They're important. Well, your website is also incredibly important. And if something does happen to it and you don't have a backup system in place, 
you may have to completely rebuild everything from scratch. And I've done some rebuilds like that with people. And it is not a pleasant process as a business owner, because you're essentially doing all this work over again that you've already paid to do once and you're having it done again. The backup system helps save you from that because within just a few minutes, you can roll back to a restore point in a backup and things are back to normal before they were hacked or before you had any type of issue, maybe a, a compatibility issue that crashed your website. Another part of the website partner program is kind of where the partner aspect comes in. And that is having someone on your team without hiring a web developer to come work for you full time that can actually update and modify your website for you. So as part of the website partner program, if you have any changes that need to be done on the website, let's say you add a new service, or if you have an e-commerce store, you've added, you, want, you want to add some new products, or if you add some team members or some team members leave your business, anything like that, we work for you on your website so you don't have to learn anything. You don't even have to log into the website. Just simply send an email. Our support team takes care of any of those changes to the website so you don't have to worry about that. And then when they're done, they send it back. You know, you sign off on it and everything's good to go. So it kind of takes away some headaches of maintaining a website, but it also secures it and keeps you from potential vulnerabilities for things like updates and security vulnerabilities. And I, I think for, especially if you're out there and you have any sort of content, uh, which was kind of my biggest uh, concern more than the, um, uh, than just kind of the updates that need to be done. And it's nice to know that it's really simple to have those taken care of, but uh, it's, it's for the fact that I know that I, you know, produce, produce a podcast, we have content and also to make sure that uh, any issues uh, that maybe uh, that we would have there are also kind of being looked out uh, for by, uh, by you and, and your team. Robert, anything else that maybe we should know um, uh, about you or your business? How can we get a hold of you? If, if somebody's listening to this one, want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to, uh, to reach out and get in touch with you? Yeah, I think the, the only thing I would say is it's much better with your website to be proactive than reactive. Um, those, those panic attacks that happen when, when something happens and something goes down or gets hacked is it's not fun to have to work with a business owner through that because I, I know how panic inducing that is. Um, but if anyone wants to get in touch with me, my website is thehatman, T-H-E-H-A-T-M-E-N.com because I, I really do love hats and I wear a lot of hats in my business. You wear a lot of hats in your business, um, but we would like to help take one of those hats for you and take care of your website. Um, and if you want to email me directly, my email is robert at thehatman.com. Thank you, Robert. Uh, before we wrap up, I'm going to kind of give you a question that I ask many, many of our uh, entrepreneurs that we have on the uh, on the podcast, and undoubtedly, I mean, through the years, and I've, I've probably known you—I don't know, probably, maybe probably going on twenty plus years now. Yeah, um, it, it's been it's been a while, and uh, and I've I've I know many of your uh, many of your clients, and uh, and you've worked with a lot of clients from you know, smaller type of uh, businesses, solopreneurs trying to figure things out, like um, like kind of we we both were uh, years yeah. ago uh, to now having a little bit larger teams, and and. Of course, in this journey, also having the opportunity to work with a lot of seven, eight, nine figure uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. Uh, when you take a look at the, the businesses that you've had the opportunity, uh, opportunity to work with, uh, what are maybe the top one, two, three reasons that, uh, that you see why businesses either succeed or fail? Uh, I think one of the ones that stands out to me the most is, is perseverance. Um, I think most businesses, or I should say most business owners, most entrepreneurs fail. Uh, at some point and, and fairly often sometimes. 
but it's the persistence to keep going through the failure and learn from the failure and grow, whether that's in the same business or as they take the things they learned and apply it to another business, as I know I've done in the past with businesses we've started years ago. So I think the persistence to continue pushing and growing and learning and trying to grow your business, even when it's difficult and even when you feel like you're a total failure, I think that's one of the biggest common denominators I've seen. And then I think also there's a little bit of uh, luck involved. I think just with as far as timing, you see just having the right place at the right time. There's a lot of that, but it's easier to be in the right place at the right time when you haven't quit and you're still you know, persevering through everything. And then the last one I think is just the people who are willing to let go, I feel like have been more successful. At least those that I've met have been more successful than those who aren't. It was a struggle for me um, as I began growing my businesses to let things go that I'm not the best at. I started my career as a web designer, actually creating the designs for websites. I'm actually not that great at web design and I know that. And so I have to let that go and let someone else who's better than me do it, even though I enjoyed it. I, I think it's finally at the point when I realized like, hey, I need to let this go because I need to have someone who actually is an expert at this thing do it. That was a huge thing for me. And I've noticed that that's also a big thing with other entrepreneurs that I've spoken with. It's interesting. Uh, you know, you kind of mentioned that, of course, knowing, uh, knowing your journey and of course, you knowing a little bit of mine. Uh, it's interesting. I think it's something that every entrepreneur goes through because if you're a true entrepreneur, you're going to do, you're going to probably have more than one business. You're going to have more than yep. one idea, more than one thing that you uh, you've wanted to try. And I know that you have as well as, uh, as well as uh, I have as well. And sometimes you, you're right. I mean, you have great ideas and sometimes it, either the timing isn't right. Uh, you're not able to dedicate the, the energy that it takes to get the, uh, the company to where it needs to be. And then even within the business, uh, there are things that we need to let go of as well. So I think it's a, a, a wonderful answer. And I think one probably that, uh, that we can all uh, resonate with. Robert Simmons, thank you once again. I appreciate you being on the podcast. I'll uh, put in the show notes ways you can reach out to Robert. That's Robert at thehatman.com, I think is what you said. And then uh, yep. thehatman.com as far as if you want to connect with him in regards to the, um, uh, the website uh, partner program, uh, or if you're needing some assistance with your website, uh, or if you just want to talk to him, uh, reach out to him. I think you'd find him as a, as a great advisor. And then uh, even if you're a Disney fan at all, I've got to go back to this uh, because it's one of my favorite things to do is to, to watch you and, uh, and your beautiful wife, Alyssa, uh, as you guys uh, talk about Disney on, uh, on the Here With The Ears uh, YouTube uh, channel. So uh, once again, this is Josh Buck with the Belcom Business Podcast. Thank you for taking a moment once again to listen in today. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing. Have a wonderful day.